Welcome to the Hero Nation podcast. My name is Sophia Ansari. And my name is Breck Warren. And we're back, right, Breck? Yes. Six months. We're, we're <laughs> I feel like we do this so Six much. Six months later. Yeah. We're still here, people. We're still yes. here. Yes. We're still well and good. <laughs> we missed everyone. We missed doing this. We missed talking yes. to each other. Oh, man. So, so much. Yes. It's been, it's been nice to start reading comics again, too, because I feel like I... I like that went on pause too with everything else that happened. So yeah, yeah. I know you're, always, you're always reading them though. <laughs> yeah, I was gonna say I always got something to read. Uh, yeah, you do. Whether it's, I mean, I got, <laughs> I got at least three long boxes of back issues to just read and be content. So for me, I was I like, believe. no new comics. <sighs> okay, let me pick out the old stuff. Great. <laughs> still and I, I, to read. <laughs> Oh, I know you have those long boxes. I saw the picture of all the boxes that you have. So I know you always have something to read. And you're always giving me good recommendations on what to read. And so that's Mm -hmm. why we want to follow up on our last episode, which we recorded back in October. Um, It was on Bitterroot Volume 1. And Mm -hmm. so for this episode, we want to revisit Bitterroot. And we're going to talk a little bit about Volume 2, which is Rage and Redemption. And we'll also introduce a new superhero named Naomi as well. So Mm -hmm. that'll be part of the conversation, too. Um, So so for Bitterroot Volume 2, just to to remind everyone, it's from Image Comics, written by Mm -hmm. Chuck Brown, David F. Walker, and Sanford Green. If you haven't listened to that episode... We recommend you, you listen to that yes. yeah, before you're listening to this one. Because uh, yeah, spoil, spoilers will be given. We, it will be. Wanna, and yes. I don't want to ruin anything, especially if you haven't read it, because it's really good, though. It is. Yeah. And it really, like, even when I was reading it, you know, just recently, I was just mm-hmm. thinking how relevant it is to everything that's going on and how it's such an important book. Like, not just, oh, okay, it's beautifully, art, you know, it's artistic yeah. and written well, but it's important, I think. Oh, yes. It's powerful it's important and so again read it and you can appreciate it appreciate (laughs) it take it in and then and educate yourself because a lot of this is you know going back into we're talking about history that happened stuff Mm -hmm. that actually happened uh and so it's interesting you mentioned that i was i was watching an old interview uh, a couple of days ago that they did i think it was this was in 2018 so three years ago at uh new york comic-con and they were saying how you know, Bitterroot is still relevant today, obviously. Mm-hmm. Well, today that was 2018, but still even more so today. Right. And then, um, just like you said, with all these historical things, you know, you pull all oh, the Harlem Renaissance. I think it was, um, gosh, I don't know who said it because I was doing other stuff. I was listening to it most of the watching it. But one of the creators said something about how, you know, it's you have all this wonderful innovation going on in Harlem. It was called the Harlem Renaissance for a reason. All this great stuff was happening. But yet you go down south and people are still getting lynched. People are still getting attacked. People are still, you know, just being mistreated. Right. And yeah, and here we are today, 2020. Great innovation. I mean, you could say all this terrible stuff did happen during the pandemic, but some good stuff, come out, some good things came out of it, too. Um mm-hmm. But yet you still have all these, oh, all these things are happening. All these negative things are happening. All these, you know, whether it be, you know, dog whistling by people using certain language, uh, videos of the police shooting unarmed, you know, men and women of color. Mm -hmm. You got um, just so many things that are still happening that you say, oh, yeah, you know, hey, Amazon's taking off or hey, I got this job being, you know, doing Uber Eats, but I'm still nervous about, you know, being stopped by the police. I'm still nervous about, you know, just being safe from the people who are supposed to be protecting me. So, you know, you still have that 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 dual um, that dual. I don't even know what the word is, the, the, but you have those dual polar opposites, I guess, going on at right. the same time. Absolutely. Yeah. And, yeah. and this book is just a it's a metaphor 
for what racism, what hatred, what greed mm-hmm. does to people. And uh, yeah, they're they're monsters. <laughs> you know, yeah. the, the people committing these these crimes are monsters. And that's what this book shows in very vivid, very vivid detail. And, and uh, you know, in our last episode, we actually gave some good history lessons, I think. I think we, oh, we yeah. talk about Tulsa Massacre. We talk about the Red Summer. Mm-hmm. We gave a little bit of history. So again, it's important to know that history because for so long that history was trying to be erased from the books like people were trying to pretend like it didn't happen yeah and uh and so again i encourage uh, everyone uh, to, to uh, listen to that episode i want on the side note did you see lovecraft country i, know I this, have this seen that I have. yeah no no but, that's but, this has been this been um compared to that yeah, right that, yeah, yeah I, 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 can, I can see why i started watching yeah. it and i was like okay this is cool and then oh man the part <laughs> when i think it was the first episode when they're sitting in the restaurant and they're noticing that all the whites, all, all the walls are white, mm-hmm. and they go into why? Did, why was the White House painted white? Mm-hmm. And they, you know, to hide the burn marks. And they figure, oh snap, something happened at this restaurant, and so they hightail it out of there because now they're getting shot at by these guys because the owner who originally owned the restaurant was a black woman. So they know that something happened to her. They must have ran her out. Something happened, and yeah, it's just so much. You know, you said you take that historical context of stuff and yet you build this world around this mystical world around it. Like you said, the metaphor for racism, you you find that and that's what you get with Bitterroot. Yeah, this this book, I I think this is just the top, like one of the top, my favorite comic books I've ever read. And Mm -hmm. it's and and it's it's made me emotional. And uh, we'll talk a little bit about some of the imagery. But uh, I like right now I'm flashbacking to some imagery that really just I got very emotional. Um, Mm. So uh, very powerful. And so the the comic book. So this volume two, it actually opens up with something I think was kind of helpful for me was a um, what was it sort of a family tree. So right when you I was just going to say that, like, (laughs) I'm I'm looking at that right now because I like to keep the character straight and know how I mean, you know, you know, you know, it's a family. We right. get that, but to see how they're all related and the little notes that um, that they have included with each person, it's like, oh, well, that's cool. Oh, I never thought of it that way. Oh, right. yeah, there's that. And it's just, it's just, yeah, it's just cool. That was helpful, though, because yes. I kind of forgot some things, too, right? So I was mm-hmm. like, oh, oh, yeah, 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 that's right. That's right. That's how they were related. And, yeah. and, uh, and you know that... The logo that you see there, if you're looking at the page right now, it's got the yeah. gears and the mm-hmm. roots. So at the end of the comic book, there's all those articles at the end, which I yes. encourage everyone to read yes. those. Oh, oh my gosh. Man. Okay, yeah, we can we can do a whole episode <laughs> on that. Oh. But it, did you there was one article in there about the meaning behind that imagery, that, that the yes. gears and yes. the roots. Yes. It was so good. Breck, I had no idea. <laughs> I had no idea, like, all of the symbolism that mm-hmm. is, like, oh, what did it say? It said something about, like, how the gears um, represented connection, not division. It represented mechanics and biology. Yep. And it's also a map of, like, the Great Migration. They put the, the gears on top of the United States and when yep. the Great Migration was happening. So it's a representation for, like, all these things. Yeah. I was like, wow, they really thought about this. If you, if you, if you, if you can find it, uh, people out there listening, obviously. It's on, uh, the article is called Bitter Truths. Yeah. It talks about, you know, just the symbolism and, you know, it combines the mechanical, it says, with the biological. Yep. You know, you know, with the gears and the roots and it just shows how everything is connected. It's, I know. When I looked at that yeah. now, I'm like, oh, now it's even more powerful. Mm-hmm. I never knew... I, I don't even think the last volume. I don't think there was an article about that, right? So that's no, why it was wasn't. it was new yeah. about yeah. So oh so 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 this book it opens up. So we as we remember, we remember the last uh, volume. Colin Sangrier, uh, mm-hmm. he gets sort of uh, sucked into another portal, another dimension or world right. called the Berzak. And I'm sorry if I'm pr- mispronouncing this. So Berzak, you're doing good. <laughs> but the Berzak is basically the space between hell and earth right Uh so he gets sucked in there and when he gets uh put into this other world this other dimension we find out that his dad is still alive Uh in that and nora who's remember if everyone remembers blink blink's mom is over there yeah yeah so that was like a surprise (laughs) so and and it's weird because cullen if you remember from the first one you know he's kind of timid doesn't really know how to fight i mean even the first issue they show that okay this guy shouldn't be out in the field he doesn't know what he's doing 
Right. And his time there has changed him because when he comes back, like, oh, okay, look at Cullen. Yeah, exactly. So, <laughs> so that, and I like the, the the panels that they showed him. So his dad is training him how to fight, how to be a good fighter. So you see all these different images of him training with the different weapons, right? And mm-hmm. it was it really unfolded, and you see him getting stronger and becoming this yep. this good fighter. And then you you just, you mentioned they come back. So yeah, they come back to Earth eventually, right? Yes. So him and Nora actually come back because we find mm-hmm. out his dad actually dies over there. Right. At some point, and uh, and so yeah, Colin and Nora they they come back, and they come back because there's this other monster they're fighting in this volume. Yeah, Adro. Ad, yeah, yeah, Adro. Ad, yeah, Adro. Yeah, Adro. Yeah. <laughs> and just to remind everyone at home, there's there's a couple monsters that we were introduced to in the oh, last volume. So there was Jinu. Yes. So yep. the Jinu are the monsters born of racism and hate, right, right? Right. And then we had the Inzondo, and the Inzondo are the monsters created from pain and grief yep. and suffering. So we saw what was it, Doctor Sylvester? Doctor Sylvester. Yep. And Miss Nightsdale, right? Right. So They're, they they met. At, in, the, in the aftermath of the of the riot in Tulsa, exactly. Because uh, yeah. it because again, sorry everybody, but you really should read this stuff. But <laughs> remember, Doctor Sylvester, they talk about how his wife died, right? You know, and so he was like, "Well, I'm going to go west to hopefully this will be better." And unfortunately, right. as we know history, it was not better. I mean, his children ended up getting killed then, and were murdered then. Not yeah, even killed, just straight up murdered. It was so terrible. Oh my god, yeah. those images. They made me cry. I was like, oh yeah. in the Red Summer, the one yep. shot. They mm-hmm. show all those details. Yeah. yeah. So you have to read that. Uh, that comic book, by the way, the Red Summer one red shot, uh, one shot, right? Uh, yeah, it, it was a one shot. One shot happens between five and six. Is that when you kind of gotta read it? I'm trying well, to Well yeah, well what, what else what else when it came out? You know, okay. chronologically, obviously it already happened, you know, right, that's right, why right, the right, people right, are affected. Right. Yeah, but if you Again, with the hoopla, or even if you go to your local comic shop or Amazon or wherever you may buy your graphic novels, <laughs> um, yeah, it starts off with the the Red Summer one shot, and then it goes into issue six. So yeah, so you're getting all this backstory. Exactly, you're learning, you know, quote unquote, the origins of what's happening uh, to the different people. Again, yeah, so which is important. It is. It, it, that's, it really helps fill out the story because mm-hmm. that's all the backstory of what, what's gone on. So now, so we've got Jinu, we've got Inzondo, and then in this volume, we're being introduced to, to Adro. Right. And Adro is an interesting one because Adro feeds off of vengeance and yep. injustice, right? And uh, mm-hmm. I was actually a little confused when I was... When I was reading it, because when they showed Adro for the first time, it was Miss Nightsdale. And I was right. like, wait a minute, did she die in the last? Right, because <laughs> last... he even says that. It's like, you're no, yeah. you're no friend of mine or something like, you're right. no woman or something. You know, it goes along there. Yeah, and they, they, they explain it. <laughs> yeah. I was like, oh, okay. So Adro takes over Miss Nightsdale body right. and then has this whole conversation with Sylvester, who is... He's filled with vengeance and yes. and in anger, and that's that's what Adro loves, right? Is mm-hmm. is defeat? And oh, there was like there's a really sad scene where there's a there's parents of a young boy who's been lynched. Oh, Remember? yeah. And oh he, my god! And I think he says this will feed, or she says this will feed me, or yeah, this is plentiful, something along those lines. Like so, she's gonna feed off that and the, hate, the, the, the anger that the parents had, right? Yeah. Because they're they're crying, and oh my gosh, that was that that hurt, right? I mean, I'm watching them like hold their their child in their arms and this child he was lynched because there was some rumor he touched a white girl or something Mm -hmm. you know you know we you know and so they're holding and they're saying you know we we want our boy back and oh god that just that got me and so adro does she revives this this boy but when the boy comes back to life he's like a zombie he's not like who he was obviously he's not the little boy um that he was so that was Gosh, yeah, see, see here, see here, here, because I'm flipping through it as as we talk, and yeah. she says, uh, "Just give us your pain, and we will deliver you from all this suffering." Yep, yep. And yep. they go to Georgia, by the way, people. So Georgia, 1920s, again, like like I was talking earlier, it's that contrast from Harlem, right? You know, Harlem was oh, it was so great, everybody's doing these great things, but if you're in Georgia and you're black in the 1920s, it's not 
it's not like how it was in Harlem, unfortunately. No. no, I think was that is that the town that said Hopeville, and it's a sundown, a sundown town. Which I'm I, not sure. It I think there was be. a sundown town in there. So for people who don't or aren't familiar with sundown towns, and this is something that's explored in the Lovecraft Country yes. show as well. But basically, these uh, were all white community neighborhoods, uh, or you know, counties or areas where. When the sun went down, if you were black or any other minority, you could be lynched. Like that's mm-hmm. just what would happen. You'd had you could not be in that zone in that town after sunset because right. none of the laws applied. Like they went out the window. You could just get killed for just being there. Yep. Um, so so they they show that. And uh, again, that's in the the Lovecraft Country show. They show that too. Remember when they're, yeah, when trying, they're trying to get to out? Race. Yeah, they're exactly. trying to get out of the county line. Exactly. Yeah, and they couldn't speed. Because the cop was right behind them. I mean, yeah, it's... I found out the town that I live in right now was a sundown town. And it's so weird because I was oh, trying to wow. uncover. I know. It's uh, you, like when you look back at the history and you're like, oh, my gosh, like where I'm living currently, how much pain and suffering. I mm-hmm. just, it makes me feel, oh, my gosh, I was just, I was surprised. You know where I live. So I was yeah, like, whoa. Yeah, that's what I'm okay. saying, whoa. Yeah, <laughs> I but know, then, exactly. Again, Lovecraft Country, when she buys a house in the wrong right. area of town. Exactly. I mean, look how she's treated and yeah. Yeah. So but I remember after, watching that episode. So I know we keep going back. To Love, we got to talk about Lovecraft Country one of these days. <laughs> we do but, need to. But I remember t- after watching that and talking to my dad about it, because my dad is from Pennsylvania. You think, mm-hmm. oh, brotherly love, oh, the Pens and the Quakers. And he said, no, there were some, some down countries in Pennsylvania. I was like, what? Oh, wow. So, yeah, yeah you just, man, you just never know. You never know. Yeah. So when you start uncovering your history and where you live and you're like, oh, okay," But uh, yeah. So so Adro, new character, new monster. And we do also see other characters just while all this is going on. uh, We see like the the other family hunt monster hunters, like the Chinese family, the Irish family. And they're still you find out it's a whole lot of people. (laughs) It's a lot of monsters. Exactly. And it's funny because there was a whole scene where they were arguing with each other, weren't they? Yeah. 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 About how to. Yeah. About how to fight. Yes. Yep, yep. And at the end, I think they realize that they're all fighting the same cause and yes. they need to come together and, and work yep. together. And, and, that, and that's kind of like now, unfortunately, mm-hmm. you know, everybody's yeah. separated by whatever it may be. Right. You know, like I remember in Chicago, certain Latino communities were attacking black people that were there. And it's like, well, we both got this common enemy, if you will, you know, white supremacy. Right. And but yet here we are fighting amongst ourselves. And it's kind of, again, going back to the comic. Mm-hmm. You see that amongst the families. They're yeah. figuring, you know, how how do we fight? No, we need to do it this way. No, we need to do it this way. And yet there was a great quote before issue six. It says, you know, we all have legends of a great evil. We've given it a name. Uh, Batafi, Satan, Adderall, the name doesn't matter. The evil is real. Mm-hmm. And that's so true. I mean, because yeah. they're, all, they're all fighting this evil. Right. And it's the same evil. It's the same thing. It's all connected. Right. Yeah, absolutely. So that was another another lesson, another powerful story within these mm-hmm. stories. Uh, and uh, I was thinking about, you know, we've been talking about metaphors. Like this book is just one giant metaphor. But well, <laughs> another metaphor is, you know, Berg. Now, Berg is my favorite character. We had talked okay. about him in yeah. the last episode. I love his vocabulary. I love <laughs> I love everything about even his backstory. I, I love mm-hmm. that. And, uh, you know, as we remember, he was infected uh, in the last volume. He was infected by yep. Miss Nightsdale, actually. she's I think she's the one that infected him or I don't know if she bit him or I don't know what happened. Something, Something happened, yeah. Yeah, but he got infected. And then in this volume, we see that he is able to see all like the hurt and pain and suffering of Miss mm-hmm. Nightsdale and Sylvester. Like they're like, you see some flashbacks. Uh, I think he sees them like, and, and like their pain and their suffering. Right. And I think I was, I was reading one of those articles in the back and it was talking about how uh, Miss Etta and Berg are really metaphors for intergenerational trauma or in- say, ancestral yep. trauma, right? Yep. So, yep. so, and and then there's another article that's really good. It's about epigenetic trauma, and so just mm. really quick on epigenetic trauma. It's it's basically it's the science of how trauma can be passed down from one generation to the next because yep. trauma can actually leave a, a chemical mark on a person's genes, and mm. then that can be passed down to other generations. So read that article 
article, everyone, because that one was a fascinating read. Like, like I said, just good articles <laughs> I know. in the back there. You Because usually I'm just like, I read the comic. I don't read nothing else. But these, Same. Yeah. I've been reading the article like, oh, man, this is good. Oh, OK, this one is good, too. OK, I got to read this next one. So I learned so much. I mean, oh, this man. is a so if you're a history teacher out there, I would and, and you're mm. teaching maybe high school, right, college even, mm-hmm. I think this is a I, I can see people using this book. Oh yeah, in, right in the in the curriculum is yeah. really important. I think so. I think I no, think no, be... I, I I agree because yeah. going back to another great show that HBO did, uh, Watchmen. Watchmen, yeah. When that yeah. first came out, I was like, oh, I'll give it a shot, and then it was the it was the burning of Black Wall Street. It was the riot in yes. Tulsa. So I'm like, oh snap! This is a, this is how we're kicking this off, yeah. and it just grabbed me. And I remember days after watching it. You know, people saying this really happened. Like, it was one of the most Google things of all time because it's not really taught. People didn't know. Right. Um, I remember that was written again. I was so intrigued. I actually read comments, which I usually don't do either. But somebody in Tulsa was saying that they didn't even know that this happened, mm. which is interesting because I'm is. sure there's a, you know, I'm from the, I like to brag, I'm from the third largest city in the, in the country, Chicago. Yeah. And there's so much history there. And I'm sure there's so much stuff that I didn't know, you know, that comes out. So I can imagine, you know, this big event that happened. And yeah, yeah I mean, that's, yeah, it just needs to be taught and talked it about. It does. It does. It needs to be talked about. And so I think this is a good, a good book for that. And there's, you know, there's a lot that happens. I just, we just really wanted to highlight this, this, this next volume i'm gonna yeah. read i'm gonna read the next the next issue uh, 11 probably this week i i really want to know what happens because mm-hmm. oh, it yeah. ends and you're like there's a mystery character at the end with the mm-hmm. what is that like the outfit i can't like you said, like a mask on and some you're right yeah you some, don't like, know who it is we don't know who it is because there's a lot of battles that happen we're not gonna at least we'll we'll leave some uh yeah, mystery. yeah we, but i'm gonna give you everything <laughs> right Come we can give you everything but there's a lot that happens and at the end there's somebody that we don't know who it is i was thinking well is that colin's dad is it you know i'm thinking is it Ford's parents? Remember, Ford mm-hmm. was another good character. So yeah. I don't know. We we don't know. We'll find out. But maybe Eleven will help us find and out a little it, bit. And then it also time jumps, too. Oh, Because yeah. remember, because I forgot who says it, but it says something about after nearly a year, yeah. I can't decide, you know, between human and demon or something like that. And That's true. Yeah, Actually, that so. was probably, for, for, for this, I will say for this volume, it, that was probably the hardest part for me was... There was a lot of time jumps and a lot of flashbacks mm-hmm. that I was getting a little confused at times. I would have to flip back just to make sure I knew where I was. <laughs> so just I wanted to uh, warn people. <laughs> so that was the only thing I think I had a hard time with. Because I'm like, wait, where am I now? Oh, I'm here. Oh, I'm in 1950, oh, 1921. And now I'm in 1925. Yeah. And now I'm, you know, in 1800. So there, there is a lot of time jumps. <laughs> but I will say, but that's why the Red Summer one yeah. shot is so great because it's exactly. all in the past. Exactly. So you don't have to wonder, oh, because I think I think at the beginning of every story it tells you, hey, nineteen nineteen, nineteen twenty one, eighteen hundred. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, exactly. Yeah, so, so yeah, those are all in the past. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. So you don't have to wonder. Wait, I thought Gollum was doing this or Berg was doing this. Exactly. Why is Berg a little so those kid? Are Why is he just yeah? So yeah. And by the way, I know I said it last time, but this is an Esner Award or yep. Eisner. 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 Okay, yeah. Eisner mm-hmm. Award winning. You know, it was the best continuing series of 2020. Yeah. And I can the Eisner is a, a big thing. <laughs> yeah. Okay, so in, in, the, in the comic book world, obviously. I mean, you go to regular average guy on the street, they probably won't know what that is. But to comic person, oh, yeah. Because Will Eisner created the spirit. I know we talked about, um, I think we talked about Ebony. Or wait, what's his name? Yeah, Ebony. One of the characters he created in the spirit. Mm-hmm. So. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. It's, a, it's, a, it's a highly more acclaimed history. book. More history. More history. <laughs> and, uh, you know, there's a movie in the works, isn't there? Yes, yes. Uh, Ryan Coogler's production company. And Ryan Coogler, if you don't know, he directed and wrote Black Panther, uh, the first two Creed movies, um, Fruitvale Station. Um, oh, I'm sure there's something else that I'm forgetting. It's going to be good. It's going to yeah, be good. Yeah. Can they can they sum it all up in a movie though or would it be better as a series uh, I was thinking cuz I was ooh, thinking You know what? A, yeah. yeah. I think a series would be better. Me too. I think so too. But I mean maybe it'll be a multiple series of movies maybe, mm-hmm. right? So yeah. there's a and, lot to cover. And again, going back to um like you said about the flashbacks. You know, again, I know there was an episode of Watchmen 
where it was the whole thing was a flashback. Right. Yeah. So that might be that might work. Uh, I don't know because now I'm thinking about Lost. Remember how remember how Lost worked? Oh, they would gosh. have the flashbacks, the fast right. forwards, the currents, yeah. and you're like, wait, wait, what, what? Right. So yeah, with all the flashbacks here, I don't. I, don't, I wonder if they would just have one episode, you know, one episode or one section of the movie where I don't know. You can even have Cullen. Or not Cullen, uh, Berg, you know, sitting down, because remember he get, got that library, you know, right. his dad said, this is our real arsenal. Right. You can even have him as the part of the movie where he, you know, starts off with that, him, you know, reading a family history or something. I don't know. Yeah, um, that's true. Well, we'll see so how yeah. they do. Yeah. yeah I'm sure it, they'll, it's, it's good, in though. good hands. Yeah, it's, yes, it's in good yes. hands. And I'm, I'm looking forward to it. I'll be um, first in line to watch that when it comes out and fully support it because I'm a fan. And yes. I, I, like I said, I thank you in the last episode for introducing this to me. You're always introducing me to new characters mm-hmm. and powerful stories that change me and they affect me and they teach me most importantly. And yeah. that's and that's what helps us, you know, grow and evolve. So, so uh, you know. Go get Bitterroot, support it, <laughs> read it, read it again, yes. learn something, do further research and, and read those those articles in the end. So uh, I think I think that's my two cents on on Bitterroot, unless you have and anything I, else. And I, no, I'll just, and I will say if money is tight, I get it. It's been hard times. Right. Um, download the Hoopla app. It doesn't yes. cost you anything for that. It just costs you your email and your library card number. Yes. Um, and most communities have it because I know where I live now, they did not have Hoopla. So I had to use my old Chicago address to get it. Mm-hmm. But now they have it. So I'm like, oh, OK, cool. Yeah. But uh, yeah. So check out Hoopla app. We're, I, we're always talking about it because there's always good stuff on there. Actually, it's kind of funny. You know, Wednesday is New Comic Book Day. And I used to go every Wednesday night. I would check out on Hoopla to see what's been added and added to my list. And it's been a while since I've done that. So maybe a month, I think I'm behind. So I just need to go through and be like, all right, what's been added? And yeah. check off stuff because there's always good stuff. Like if you love comic books, if you love books, movies, audio books, whatever, it's all on there. It's like having your whole library yeah. wherever, you, wherever you live. It's no, like it's having your whole library in your pocket. Yeah, yeah. no, I, it, I, you, I... You, you check the stuff out. I think you get, what, six, six rentals a month or mm-hmm. six... Um, yeah, I guess rentals a month and then you don't have to worry about, oh, snap, I forgot to return it. No, it does it automatically within the 21 days. Right. You don't even have to worry, even if you don't read it and it just sits there. You know, it's not like uh, a real going to the library and getting a book book. Well, well, book, right. book wow. Getting a book book and saying, oh, man, I forgot to turn it in. No, it turns it in automatically, returns it automatically. Yeah. So no, it's, it's nice. And that it's like I said, it's just a nice app, y'all. Y'all should check it out if you haven't. Check it out. Hoopla. Yeah. Hoop, hoopla. like basketball hoop, H-O-P-P, and then L-A. Hoopla. Yep, Hoopla. Check and it out. It, we're not sponsored by them, but we No, like. no, not at all. <laughs> exactly. But we'd like to be. No, but uh, <laughs> <laughs> no, I actually, I like the, the comic book reader for it because it, it zooms in and yep. zooms out on the different sections and it helps me know what I'm supposed to be reading, and I actually sometimes yes. I'll, I'll project it onto my TV and just mm, read yep. it from my you TV. Can do that too. Yeah. Exactly. So it's always uh, my husband and I will read a lot of comic books together that way. Just put it on the TV Aww, and both read see, it. That's a fun, t- I know. fun time. See, couples who read comics yeah. together stay together. So, <laughs> uh, and actually, speaking of a comic book that my husband and I both read, Naomi. Oh, I, that yes. was the that was the one that we read together. He actually okay. is, he now wants to read Better Root because I keep talking about it but uh Uh, naomi was we read that together and i love her Uh, i think i told you that i am so excited to introduce the world to 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 naomi if you haven't heard of her she was actually created by brian michael bendis david f walker and illustrated by jamal campbell and i think and i I don't have it uh on me but i think the first issue was released in 2019 i'm guessing i'm not sure it's somewhere around a while and it's a it's a great book. Uh, yeah. So it's it's about a teenager named uh-huh. Naomi, and the book and how it starts off is really I really love the scene because you see Superman right from the start, <laughs> and I course. love Superman. So so I'm like, okay, I know I'm gonna like this, and it's Superman fighting Mongol in this small town. I think it's in mm-hmm. Oregon, but I can't remember. But uh, yeah, no, you're right. It is. Yeah, yeah. and it's uh, and it was really cute because there's all these little shots of kids 
sort of gossiping and talking about what mm-hmm. they saw. Because, I mean, imagine if you saw Superman, right, in your town and you're everyone's yeah. like whispering. And you're like, oh, my gosh, I saw him or, oh, I didn't see him. I'm so mad at myself. So uh, and it's <laughs> funny. Do you remember how long the fight lasted? How long he was in? How long no. he was in the town? 17 seconds. Oh, that's so funny. <laughs> <laughs> so it was like real quick. <laughs> I love it. I love that. But, but like you said, yeah, everybody's talking about this thing because this this big thing that is Superman, you know? Right. Oh, so, I, yeah. I put myself in the story because I thought I, that, that's me, that little girl who's always wished like she was a superhero or mm-hmm. there were superheroes. And so it really takes you into that world where you're yeah. like, how would you react if Superman visited your tiny little town that like nothing ever happens in your town yeah, and he was there? <laughs> because in the aftermath of it, people are saying, oh, he couldn't stick around to help clean up. Right. You, know, you know, he couldn't know oh, he made this mess for us. Now we got to clean this up. Exactly. And, yeah, I mean, those would be real life situations. They would be, like, be though. They oh would man, be. the streets all tore up. How am I going to get to work? Oh man, my <laughs> exactly. car got smashed. Uh, exactly. My insurance is going to pay for it. You know, whatever it might be. Yeah. You know. Yeah, yeah. So yeah, it's real. You know, yes, it, it's comic books, but you got the sprinkles, <laughs> dashes of the real world in it. The real world, right? And yeah. and so so Naomi, she's you know this character, and when this event happens. You know, she starts thinking, hmm, I wonder, you know, has this ever happened in our town before? This, you know, mm-hmm. this can't be the first time. And, you know, she does her little detective work and, and just a really quick little backstory. But she is adopted. So that's mm-hmm. something that we find out pretty early on. And a side note on that. But I was reading an interview with uh, Brian Michael Bendis, and he talked about how a lot of the family dynamics between Naomi and her adoptive parents in the book actually mirror his own life because he has two adopted daughters of his own, and yeah. and they're both black. And he so he said he wanted to tell more stories about adoption and show like the beauty of it. So mm-hmm. uh, he did nice... a good job with this. Yeah, this is a good because and, and I don't know if you how much you keep up with Brian Michael Bendis, but a lot of people are like, oh, he kind of lost his touch. Mm-hmm. Oh, he's not as good as he used to be when he created, you know, Miles Morales, which is another, you know, Brian Michael Bendis creation or right. Brian Michael Bendis creation. Um, so, you know, so a lot of people are like, oh, he doesn't really have it anymore. And then Naomi came out and people were like, what now? Yeah. <laughs> and again, I mean, it's not all it's not all business, though, because it's also David F. Walker. You know, you got to get him his, his, his flowers, right. too, because he helped co-create and he helps, you know, co-write it. Right. Um, so it's a good collab between the two of them. And you see that and you're like, OK, because even I was like, no, nah, he still got it. I'm, nah, this, this is good. <laughs> No, this and is I even remember getting it. I was like, I'm not. I'm just gonna pick up the first issue and I'm gonna drop it on that. Whatever, Naomi. Okay, cool, whatever. But then, um, it was, I added it to my pull list. I'm like, okay, young young black female. I'll support. I'll see. And then I right. got it, and I was like, oh, this is really good. Yeah. Because I think I read the first two issues back to back. Yeah, it's because there's cliffhangers in each one. You you want to know what happens every single time something. You you can't like you're like, oh, you can't leave there. Like, yeah, because you because you want to know Oh, what's (laughs) the connection between D and Naomi? Oh, what's the connection between this and this? Wait, what is her dad talking about this? And why is Naomi asking this? And why is her mom, you know, like like the part when her mom confronts uh, D, the mechanic? Yeah. Oh, oh man, that was crazy. That was good. So there's okay. There's a whole. <laughs> we're, we're just we're talking about like like everyone yeah, at home. Yeah, yeah. Sorry, everybody. But, yeah, we're just keeping it all over the it's, place. It's just but. a really it's a story because I don't know. I always like I'm trying to figure out that line between spoilers and then also leaving something to to mystery and so people can read it. But there's what what the whole storyline is really about is is Naomi. You know, she's like, okay, this event happened, and then she mm-hmm. thinks, well, how is this connected to me? And and there's actually a really um, funny scene with her and her therapist oh yes yep Yep. right and she's talking to her therapist and she's like look i know there are some secrets in this town and and she's even she's curious she's wondering how she's connected Mm -hmm. like because i think a lot of adopted kids there that's a a natural thing right is like i i'm special i i want to know more about my my origin story my backstory who am i and that's really what she's doing with her therapist her therapist says something like she has like superman complex or something superman effect or something yeah right she's like if you forgot he is also adopted so exactly yeah. and i think that's that's the beautiful connection there too mm-hmm. she she loves him for that you know he's he's adopted and so she knows she's like man if he's adopted and he has his whole backstory then there's gotta be something like she feels it in her bones like she's yes. not and she's not wrong <laughs> we no, know that no, she's, not. Yes, <laughs> she's yeah. not wrong she feels it in her bones and she has this really great conversation with her therapist which i love that they showed that she has a therapist <laughs> so i was like yay mental health for superheroes. Uh, so that was nice but 
Yeah, so we watched this whole story unfold, and she is being raised by the McDuffies, which mm-hmm. that was that's a beautiful tribute to yeah, would, yeah. to Dwayne Dwayne McDuffie. That's mm-hmm. that that's their yeah, little when you, when you find out her last name. Yes. Yeah, I was like, like oh. I clutched. I know. I like. I was like, oh, like when when I read that, like I let out a oh, like I yeah, sighed yeah. because I knew I was like, oh, that's an homage to Dwayne McDuffie. Like yeah. that's and we've talked about Dwayne McDuffie in yeah. our even like our second episode on Black yeah. Superheroes uh, when we're talking about Static and all these great characters yeah. and so. And so yeah, that was a nice a nice little touch I think uh, from the writers on that. But yeah, so you you see all of this un, unfold, and you find out I guess spoiler here that <laughs> yeah her dad is actually say, yeah. like a, an alien something. Yeah, I think he her... was from Ran, Ran, which is Adam. Yep. Yeah, yeah, which is Adam Strange, and mm-hmm, if mm-hmm. you guys know DC Comics, there's Adam Strange, the Zeta right. Beam. He gets transported between Earth and this alien world called Ran. And yeah. so yeah, so that's where that's where Naomi's dad is from. Right. Cause it's funny because you were talking about you know he was learning had to learn mannerisms and yes. had to go for, to this training. You think, oh man, yeah, I guess you would if you were not used to this at all. It's like right. yeah, you're an alien <laughs> on, the, on Earth, and and uh, yeah, I mean everything unfolds. We find out Naomi was right, and her parents finally do decide to tell her the truth mm-hmm. because they've been hiding it from her this whole time. So again, we find out her dad's like this alien. Her mom's actually a human because yeah. he fell in love with her while you know. And this is Earth, by the way, in a different universe, like an alternate universe Earth. Um, well, so, you mean you mean Earth? Or, or, or oh wait, you know what? The... yeah, yeah, huh? yeah. Wait, well, let me give the backstory then. That's what oh, I meant okay. to say. Yeah. yeah so the backstory yeah. <laughs> when he tells her when he tells her about like who she is and where she's from mm-hmm. is. On an alternate Earth, there right. was um, something that happened to Earth. I think it was like radiation, the ozone. Yeah, something. Was, yeah, yeah the, radi- the the just like our Earth, you know, they had an ozone layer and you know pollution right. destroyed it. And I think yeah, radiation leaked in. Right. And, and it, I forgot how many people were. It was twenty nine people. I think I wrote that down. And then it was like a big. Then they said it was a big fight. Uh, yes. Fourteen people died. Something like that. Three left Earth altogether. And then in order to have some semblance of control, they had to kind of, even if you were, you know, quote unquote, good finger quotes, you know, you still had to kind of carve out a section to protect the people that depended on you, really. Yeah. There was an evil warlord. Right. So that's why they fought. Right. Because mm-hmm. people people got these superpowers <clears throat> and some people were power hungry yep. and some people were like, no, 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 we've got to be responsible. And so that's what the like, it was like a civil war between those people. Yeah. And like you said, there was only so many left afterwards. And and there was this warlord that you mentioned and his name was Zimbardo. Am I saying that right? Zimbardo, I, I think is the name. Yep, yeah, that sounds wonderful. Yeah. So <laughs> Zimbardo say, yeah. is this ultra powerful being and he's one of the the power hungry people and yeah because he was actually on death row when he got his power yes. like he was supposed to be executed or right. something so yeah so not a good guy uh-uh. not a good guy not not a good person to get superpowers but he nah. did and during all of this stuff there were two beings that that had powers who got together and had a baby which that's mm-hmm. very rare that wasn't yeah. something that happened and so that's her biological parents right. and so they they had Naomi and when Zimbardo finds out about this baby, uh, he wants to destroy this baby. Right. And so uh, I don't know if it's her aunt or somebody that takes her to Earth to to escape and hide yeah. her. Right. And that's and that's how, you know, she gets her parent, you know, gets her Earth parents. Now. Right, right. Her, so, 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 right. her dad that that's how her dad and her mom you know, find her and adopt right. her. Kind of, you know, again, similar to Superman. Hey, there's this rocket ship. We're going to adopt this baby. Hey, there's a portal. and Because I think even the, the... Okay, so I guess we should also explain. There's this mechanic <laughs> in town. His name is D. And no one really knows much about him. Right. Uh, I know they talk about, oh, I think he was at Iron Heights. And Naomi was like, whatever, that's the prison for supervillains. I Googled it. And her friend was like, oh, I just thought it was a suburb in Detroit somewhere or something. And right. and you find out that he is an alien because all throughout the book, I was like, "Are you my dad? How do you know this about me? Um, why? What aren't you telling me? All this stuff." And you find out that he's actually the reason why Naomi's dad was sent to Earth in the first place. Keep tabs on him, 
Right. Because uh, yeah. there was a big war between Ran and I went to the other planet. Because like I said, I don't, I'm trying to keep he's some a, suspense. He's a Thana, Thanagarian. Yes, he's a Thanagarian. Yeah, yeah. And, you know, so again, Ran and Thanagar, they always go back and forth. And Thanagar, if you ever watched uh, the Justice League cartoon, that's where Hawkgirl yeah. is from. Yeah, yeah. tried to take over Earth and blah, blah, blah. Okay, so anyway, so that's where D is from. And so him and his partner, his wife, girlfriend, whatever they were, they, they were they were this couple, and they got they were sent they were sent on some kind of mission, and they fell through a portal and ended up on Jim World, and then when they finally were able to escape Jim World to Earth, she actually died, and so D was there by himself, and like I said, so then. The the Ran, Ran, Ranians? Mm-hmm. I don't know. The people right. of Ran, Ran <laughs> they Ran. find out that that he, that there's a Thanagarian on Earth and like, oh, the, what's this about? They, this is a, this some sort of secret attack. What's going on? And like I said, Naomi's dad gets there and finds out, oh, he's just living his life. He's just working yeah. in the garage. He's doing right. his thing. <laughs> right. But, but of course, they still have their alien tech. So when this portal opens up where Naomi is found, they both go to it and they're like, is this your doing? And, you know, again, because they're still enemies. Yeah, it's been a few years, but they're still enemies. They still know, okay, this guy is trying something. Is what they think about the other person. And they come to find out, no. So they end up working together and defeating the people who are trying to kill Naomi. And, of course, like I said, the Naomi is just left there. And so he and they end up adopting Naomi. Yeah, and so she's just finding all of this out, and and, and you know what? I just realized something because we were talking about you know talking about D, you know talking about mental health because he even talks about you know you're in my personal space. Yeah, I don't know if you remember that when yeah, Naomi yeah, yeah. is talking with him, he's like mm-hmm. you're in my personal space, and and it comes up again when Naomi is left there. He's like I got my own issues to deal with, right? And that's why he can't care for a baby right now. Right. And you yeah. talk about that mental health aspect. There it is again. I mean, just that one little line. Yeah, I got my own trauma. issues to work out. Yep. Like how how true that is. We all have our own issues to work out before we feel like we're ready to be parents or ready to right. do whatever it is that we're, that we're, that we're going to do. And that's how D is. So right. interesting character. Man, yeah. I love that guy. Yeah, no, I like D too because the whole time yeah. I'm like, who is who is he? Why and why is he so big? Like, yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> he's huge, right? Yes. So you know, there's something. But yes, yeah. So so Naomi finds out all this stuff. She goes into a cave with her dad, where he tells her and he shows like the spaceship. <laughs> it's funny because I'm sorry, everybody, but I recently, I literally just read this, read this a couple of days ago. Right. And so when they're going out there. She says something about how, Dad, you told me this is how every horror movie starts. <laughs> and he was like, I changed your diapers. I wiped your butt. I changed your clothes. If I wanted to kill you, I could do this a long time ago. Come on. Right. I love it. Oh, so that's what the, the writing in this is so funny. Oh, I, I laughed so much. I was like, oh, my God, the writing is so good. <laughs> and, I love that. And as a side note, I don't know if you guys have read Ultimate Spider-Man Volume 1. Which, again, that was like a modern take of Peter Parker. Well, modern as in, quote unquote, 2000, around 2000. So not modern anymore, but modern-ish at the time. And Bendis wrote that, too. And it is so cool because you can see, because, I mean, he, that's, how he, that's how he used to write Ultimate Spider-Man. In the same manner, the same little joke, same little right. whatever. And it's, it's evident in Naomi. You could just see it. You could see the parallels. And it's just so cool. I think that's why I love her, right? It's just like the humor, the yeah. the art. Um, she's young. She's relatable. Yeah. I, I think, yeah, no, she, she's a great character. And, and when when we do see her interact with, like, you know, her dad eventually shows her the stone and then it, mm-hmm. I don't know, it starts lighting up and then she gets this golden armor. She transforms into like her superhero self, right? She mm-hmm. she was right. She is a superhero. She is something special at least. Right. And yeah. when I when I was like watching this unfold and reading it, the whole time I'm looking at the symbols on her on her costume. I'm looking at the mm. symbols on the rock. I thought she was a lantern. <laughs> like, I was yeah, so you know, you know, you know what's funny? That's what a lot of people, because yeah. there was now we're going to go into the, the more stuff about comics, everyone. So there's this <laughs> speculator market, you know, speculator like, oh, this book is going to be hot. Yeah. But you, but they don't know for sure because anything could be a flop um, or anything could be hot. Like I didn't expect Naomi. Naomi is still hot. I mean, you could if you have a first issue, you could sell that for upwards of 50, 60, maybe even more. Oh, wow. Um, and again, the cover price was, I think, was at the time two ninety nine, three ninety nine. Mm-hmm. 
So not not no not an expensive or you know very cheap book, and it's not like this was you know it sold one million copies. No, it was mm-hmm. way less than that. Maybe like thirty thousand something copies were sold. So it's quote unquote rare. But anyway, um, but everyone was wondering like, oh, what are these symbols? Oh, she must be a lantern. So Green Lantern got hot for a little bit because of that association. Uh-huh. And oh, she must be this because again nobody knew what this character is but in interviews david f walker and and brian michael Bendis kept saying hey this character connects to dc history this is you know there's reasons why she's here there's stuff that's gonna happen it's all connected just keep reading that is and everybody can oh well this is hot because of this and maybe this means this and maybe kind of like again with wandavision when that came out everyone's like oh that's that 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 that's that's got to be Miss Fisto, and that's got to be this, and that's got to be. Well, that's how people were doing with Naomi. So you're right. People thought, oh, she must be some kind of lantern. Yeah. So yeah, yeah, you're, you're definitely connect. right. But she's she's got she's got powers. I mean, yes. I actually yes, I went online does. to read all her powers because I just was curious. So I so this is what I wrote down. I see she has durability, energy mm-hmm. projection, flight, yep. light projection, super strength. Yep. Uh, so she's she's very she's very powerful, mm-hmm. and I think when we end this, it's one through six is what these the, the issues that we're talking about. We don't. Yeah. I mean, she doesn't have a superhero name or anything. We don't. No. We still don't know much. But before we hopped on this recording, we were talking a little bit about this and how she makes some appearances, right, in some other comic right. books. Yeah. After. After right after issue six of Naomi comes out, it says to be continued in Action Comics, and it gives the number. And you're right, you see her a couple issues later, or, yeah, a couple issues later in Action Comics. And she's in Metropolis, you know, she's trying to meet up with Superman, and she does. And then then she also meets up with Young Justice, because they just happen to be in Metropolis, too. So you have all this stuff happening in the background, all this stuff going on. Yeah, I think it's Action Comics, uh, 1015, 1016, we see, I I kind of cheated and I kind of peeked because I was like, oh, I can't wait to read this now. But I saw a little bit of her interactions with Superman, which I was, that's what I was looking forward to and how he gives her advice on like how to fly. So I can't wait to, to read that. And then there's a... Uh, a really interesting conversation she has with Batman. Again, I just cheated and looked ahead a little bit, but she asks Batman if the pain, the grief that she feels from losing her biological parents, if that will ever go away. And Batman yeah. says no, and she says good. So I was like, oh, I need to, I need yeah. to read, the, I need to read so, action comics. <laughs> yeah, all this stuff happens, and I think that's the only one or two issues. I think she's only in there for two issues. Okay, yeah, and yeah, then she's in the. Let's say the later half of Young Justice, I think. Because she didn't join Young Justice right away yeah. either. Yeah. I, Because I, I, I was looking up, because I want to continue, right? So I started mm-hmm. looking up. So I wrote so I wrote Action Comics 1015, 1016, and then Young yep. Justin, Justice 10 through 20 is what yep. some article had mentioned. But I yeah, don't know. Yeah, she's in all of those, yeah. Okay, okay. So, oh. uh, so, yeah, and I think in Action Comics, they mentioned she has, like, Omega-level powers or something. So mm-hmm. she's super powerful. We'll, we'll find out more about about this character as it unfolds. I mean, I, I think there's a... I, and I don't know, are they planning to release any more of Naomi, or is this I just... I think so, because it says, you know, Naomi season one. Like, when you if you get the trade, mm-hmm. you know, it says season one. And I know um, Bendis is now writing Justice League, because okay. there's this new thing called Infinite Frontier. And so he's writing that, and I wonder, and Naomi is on the team. Yeah. So, I mean, she's... Because there's a part, because Black Adam is also on the team. Not officially yet. It hasn't happened yet, but he's on the cover, so you know he's going to be in there. But something happens where somehow Naomi's world is coming into our world. Something's happening. Stuff is happening, and Naomi, they need Naomi pretty much. So, yeah, yeah, she'll be in Justice League. Or she is 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 in, in the league, so to speak, now. All right, I'll keep reading then, and then maybe we could do like another episode exploring more of of all that interaction because, I mean, look, she's a, she's a great new character, and then she's got a yeah. show that's going to be on the CW, yep. right? So yeah, yeah, been able to help put that together. So yeah, I mean, there's stuff is happening. Now this character is moving fast. I mean, she is, yeah, I think. And again, this a, is what, like you said, 2019, right? So I think so, yeah, yeah. yeah. So real new. Again, just had a six, six issues, which everybody loved. Um, 
Karen, <laughs> uh, you know, she's popping up everywhere. You know, different books also. Yeah, and she's then funny. now Justice League and now TV show. So yeah, so I think yeah, she's the uh, new, the big new thing. I think yeah, she's one of my favorites right now, and mm-hmm. I, I look forward to seeing how um, she grows and where where her storyline goes. What what's her superhero name? <laughs> All of that yeah. stuff. I <laughs> I can't wait. Uh, and you know, I I know another comic book we were supposed to talk about was Far Sector, but I, I told you I just, I was having a hard time getting through it. <laughs> but I, I I also don't want to give up on it because I cheated a little and went up forward on that too okay. and realized, okay, there's there's something here. So maybe the the next time we, we talk, Breck, we'll, we'll talk about Far Sector because Far Sector is illustrated by Jamal Campbell, who also yep. illustrated Naomi. So right. that's why so I like see, that. So see, see how everything is connected. You it is David very F. Walker, much connected. David F. Walker, Jamal Campbell. Oh, hey, Jamal Campbell. Jamal, so, yeah. yeah, he's right You're, there. So. All, it's all connected. So I think uh, Far Sector, I think that I'll give it another shot and I'll stick with it. And hopefully that'll be the, the next character to explore. But... For now, I just yeah we the I think what we're recommending is read Bitter Root Volume Two if you haven't yep. you know read Volume One first read, and, definitely yeah definitely definitely read Volume One <laughs> right first. read Volume One first <laughs> and read the Red Summer uh, one shot and then also uh, read Volume Two and then Naomi mm-hmm. Naomi's a new you know character and she's really relatable you know I put her in the same category with Miss Marvel of how relatable they are it's oh, yeah. these, these young yeah. kids who are trying to figure themselves out in this world and. I think uh, a lot of kids and a lot of adults can relate to Naomi. So yeah. yeah. Oh, and I just want to say something else. Um, her her small town, even though it's a small town, uh, there's a lot of different designs for the characters. They're not one size fit all. Like her, like her best friend yeah. doesn't look like the typical quote unquote. Oh yeah, I see them all the time. I draw them all the time in a comic book. Yep. Her best friend is drawn differently. Um, the the god I think she's goth or emo I don't know I'm not young anymore. Oh, like my but... husband and I found her so annoying. <laughs> <laughs> but even she was like, oh yeah, I agree, he's cool, the Superman, yeah. Yeah, she's, so... she's funny, but oh, like, I, whatever. Like I would sometimes like read it out loud, and I would read it in a super snobby like snooty voice. Uh... And Salamik so was like, oh my gosh, she's the most annoying character. I'm like, it's because I'm making her an annoying character. But <laughs> but no, you're right. She yeah. I mean, I think that the diversity, the representation of like the body types and yes. and the styling again that's that's relatable right and yeah. and you know we've got a this is a, again we've got a, a black adolescent superhero we need more <laughs> representation mm-hmm. we need more of that so naomi is coming at a, a great time and i, yes. I think, yeah i just i love her <laughs> so thank you Bragg. this has been no, fun no i feel problem, like we yeah. geeked out over these two reads which i had i went like i went through them really fast and mm-hmm. uh i'm gonna pick far sector back up give joe another another shot okay, and okay. uh we'll we'll come back we won't come back six months later i know no no, no we won't <laughs> we're gonna do better yeah <laughs> but i think uh yeah i've got a i got a lot to read and i've got a lot of recommendations but we'll definitely <laughs> do something on lovecraft country and watchmen too because yeah. those tie in really well to to what we've talked about so yes they do oh, my so goodness. thanks everyone for yeah. for sticking with us uh, yes. even when we're far and few between with episodes you're still with us and we always yes, appreciate we thank that. you for that yes <laughs> thank you so much and we'll uh we'll talk to everyone next time thanks again yes. everyone yes.